0: Get out of my pod! Get out of my pod right now! I'm not going anywhere.
1: get out! Hello and welcome to episode four of Get Out of My Pods. I'm Nav. I'm Una. Hi Una, how's it going?
0: All right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We've,
1: we've both had a bit of a difficult few days, haven't yeah. we?
0: We're a bit late this week, aren't we? We are a bit podcast. late.
1: We are a bit late. So this so is for
0: all the people who haven't started watching this week's EastEnders <laughs> yet. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Or yeah. you can have watched this week's EastEnders and see if our thoughts and predictions were were correct or not. Yeah. Judge us by our words. <laughs> have you got any uh, exciting EastEnders news?
0: Um, I did see something from the BBC EastEnders Instagram account. I try not to follow too much EastEnders stuff on social media because yeah. just spoilers, spoilers, galore and i'm not a fan of spoilers at all
1: should we do like a 30 second spoiler alert for the for the listeners yeah like, i feel
0: like it's not that much of a spoiler because bbc have actually okay, said it okay but you skip skip like a minute if you're like very right? anti spoiler
1: right okay go for it um unveil your big news
0: dot is leaving oh my god
1: june brown yeah. So, June Brown was there from the first episode, right? Really, was she? Uh, well, I think definitely... That makes sense. Because I think the first episode was something to do with um, Nick Cotton.
0: I think oh. Nick Cotton had, like, murdered
1: someone or something. Already? Or yeah, he was wow. a bad, bad boy. Really bad boy. So, what, uh, what what's the kind of timescale are we uh, we're looking at?
0: Well, I don't know. Basically, they posted, like, a, a shot from, I think, the Friday episode where she said she was going to go uh, to Ireland
1: yeah, that's right, after... But her.
0: they posted it with a caption saying, it's time, Dot's leaving the square, or something along those lines, so...
1: But that that can't be her leaving, can it? Like, that will can't have been her leaving announcement. All right,
0: like, it's... That, no, that can't... Her going to Ireland can't be her leaving, it's got to be something...
1: It's pretty low-key, right? Yeah. Same, low I key. don't know, maybe
0: she'll go to Ireland, she'll come back, and then there'll be another thing. Or, like, maybe EastEnders are just talking about her going to Ireland, but if they were, they were saying it in a quite dramatic way, so...
1: Oh, are you sure it's not a break, Una? These old old biddies have a bit, a bit of. It's a bit of a
0: risk, isn't it? With is that I mean, bad?
1: Sell biddies? I don't think I should say that. Should <laughs> I? Anyway, <laughs> some, let's let's get into my that's problematic not, that's language not a another I've time. Heard in a little yeah. while, you know. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I feel like I mean I obviously don't want to comment on Gene Brown's health. No,
1: like, no, she that seems would be sprightly as ever. But Absolutely like, better health. Than me. A li-
0: with a person. Kind of in that stage of their life, is it a little bit of a risk for her to take a break and come back.
1: You're saying retirement might kill her off.
0: Well, Even just like way. Dot needs to have an exit, she doesn't like need a to significant exit. And if they had to, yeah, just kind of get rid of her by being like, oh, this thing happened to her right. off screen. Right, it would not be satisfactory.
1: Well, that's what happened to Jim Branning, isn't it?
0: Because yeah. the actor
1: who played him had a stroke in, in real life, and I think they played it that he had a stroke in the program as well, yeah, right? Yeah,
0: they did, yeah. Uh, so, But they did quite well with that storyline. I
1: think so, I yeah. think so. Just just on that note, actually, and I think it's nice, but I also find it was a little bit unusual, is how the Branning family are seen as very much part of Doc Cotton's family, even though it's been loads of years since Jim Branning
0: died. I'm not yeah. saying that,
1: it, Like, I don't know, I just find it interesting that like, it's treated as if they're definitely family. Rainy is apparently family. It's all very well. Tenuous. I mean,
0: she's sort of yeah. It's a tenuous link. She's <laughs> muscling her way in there. Yeah, but, but I say yeah, Jack like, and Max are very much
1: yeah. Right. They still yeah. think they still call her grandma, or, or at least uh, Abby and Lauren used to call her. Yeah,
0: grandma. but then Dot's just like that. Doesn't she? She, just she takes is, people under her wing. She's
1: just got a grandma vibe. Yeah, totally throwing out grandma wisdom all the time. All the bloody time. I don't think we've got an awful lot else in terms of EastEnders news this week, have we? No,
0: that's it. I've not been on any um, Wikipedia rabbit holes this week, so...
1: Can't do it every week.
0: Apparently stuff to do in my life, like working or, you
1: know. Well, actually, I, uh, I don't want to get into it now, but I was chatting to a mate of mine about the podcast last weekend. And his EastEnders trivia, it's a guy called Emmett. His EastEnders trivia is incredible. He doesn't actually watch the show at the moment, but some of the storylines he was like pulling out the hat, we definitely need to have him on. Because oh, yeah. one in particular he was referencing was the, it was the first gay kiss, gay male kiss, is Simon and someone else. Okay. And I think, I don't know if this was slap bang in the period that you watched it or not, but there was Terry and Irene. There was just loads of like characters that were, haven't gone down in like folklore, but they're you know, they they had their moments on these Yeah, Enders. we
0: do, we need to do some delving into this. Yeah, history. right. And get yeah. some
1: guests on to, to um we'll line it up. Yeah we exactly. Have
0: to buy an extra mic. Right, yeah. Please donate to the podcast. Yeah, we had some extra mic.
1: massive mic issues already this evening. So <laughs> it's been um tough. absolutely. Um shall we get into it?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Shall we start with Stuart and Rainey seeing as we're on the Branning situation? We are
1: on the Branning situation told you you did tell me but did you expect it to be this
0: well what i said if i remember <laughs> yeah, correctly yeah. is that it's going to be a situation yeah. where they either kind of bring each other up or drag each other down um and they've obviously gone for the drag each other down right situation i didn't expect it to be rainy being quite so uh she was callous callous is the word yeah, yeah. and I'm, I'm not quite sure like what she's going for as well
1: they obviously have shown it that a certain amount of bitterness is set in with her, particularly with the way Max treats her and the rest of his wider family treats her. Yeah. So there's this kind of bitter vibe. I thought is she just sc-
0: jealous that he's part of the family and she's not?
1: I think that's it completely. Because that scene when he came to the car lot to confront her about him being at the addiction thing, mm. she kind of went from... At one point I thought, okay, is they setting this up for them to have an affair and like... Because she seemed to be quite affectionate and was like, and then yeah. suddenly she just turned.
0: Well, so they had a couple of moments this week where they uh, had them like right up close to each other, being really right. angry, and I was like, oh, they're going to do angry turns into sex. That's what um, I was thinking. But it just went um, no, it just went into like rainy being evil.
1: Really bizarre, but then obviously backfired because now she's uh, brought mm. brought out evil Stuart again, and
0: he's better at it than she mm, is. Right. He's much more skilled well, also, uh,
1: he's completely unpredictable as well like while well, she obviously has a certain semblance of like sanity and I'm not commenting on mental health issues guys before anybody has a go at me <laughs> but like they've obviously portrayed it and said it in the show that he is erratic and prone to behaviour that comes out of nowhere so yeah God knows what he's gonna do
0: do you know what I think is gonna happen long term
1: yeah another another Una prediction guys <laughs> Una's prediction exactly a segment I'm going to add a jingle.
0: I think Rainy is going to be after the money. Yeah. And yeah. I think she's going to rob the money and yeah. she's going to frame Stuart for it.
1: See, I agree that Rainey's after the money. I also think Stuart is after the money because his thing that seemed sincere that he was planning on staying regardless of the money, but there is also that scene in the kitchen where he's left with the envelope. Mm. So he obviously saw what was in the will. Yeah. Then said he was staying, and then is pretending he only found out afterwards when actually, yeah, he obviously took a took a sneak peek.
0: And they're both still in recovery, a bit wobbly on that road, right? So not great to be around like a lot of money,
1: a lot of a lot of cash, each
0: potentially vulnerable owner of that money,
1: right? Exactly, exactly. Just on the point you made there about the um, angry sex between them. I think a lot of, lot of references to, like, sexual harassment and issues around consent. And before we get onto to the serious stuff, and this is kind of serious, but there was this moment when Kat made a comment towards Kush about giving him a rubdown. Oh, yeah. And it's kind of funny, but at the same time, I was like, is there any circumstance in my life where I'd be like, that, that would be a thing somebody would be allowed to say?
0: Yeah. <laughs>
1: like, can you, would it happen in, in your social circle?
0: Um, would it? Probably not. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I do, it does sort of make me feel nostalgic in some way.
1: For just... I don't
0: know, like, um, something... Pre-exchange I must be, of, like, recognising <laughs> that, I yeah. I don't know. Is it bad?
1: I think, look, I'm not making a big deal out of this because it's kind of funny. Kat's not going to be attacking Kush, but her just shouting across a crowded room that she'll give some guy a rub down yeah, it's like not
0: that cool really is it? <laughs>
1: yeah right because i know in the show we're supposed to be like oh he just laughed it off but like somebody might have felt uncomfortable and then to do that in the same week as well where they did the blake and ruby storyline where she'd made someone feel uncomfortable and not realized it yeah
0: but like cat, cat, and Kush know each other. They're cool. There's not like a power dynamic in the situation because that was like the thing that the Ruby storyline focused okay. on, wasn't it? It was yeah. kind of contextualizing these things. Yeah, yeah, I'm not saying it's all right <laughs> to just like holler sexual comments at <laughs> people, like who haven't asked for it. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Um, but yeah, maybe it's fine.
1: Maybe it's fine. Maybe it is fine in, in certain that.
0: certain contexts, maybe it's okay?
1: Yeah, yeah, I guess. I guess. I still don't think they're familiar enough with each other. Probably not, no. Yeah. Probably not. <laughs> to be like, that's just their thing. That's and the you also, I mean, maybe thing.
0: there is a weird power dynamic because she is, what, the, like, auntie of his kids. Oh, shit. Yeah, right. Complicated. Okay, complicated. Really complicated Slater kids.
1: Right? But you got onto, well, we got onto the Blake and Ruby storyline. What do you make of that?
0: Um, mm, mm, it was a tricky one. It, um, it slightly, I think at first I was, I was a little bit kind of let down by it. I was like a bit frustrated. Yeah, yeah. That I thought EastEnders did such a brilliant job of outlining the kind of gender dynamics behind what happened and making it specifically a storyline about like the way that women have to live their lives right. and the things they come up against. So it felt a little bit like, what about the men? Yeah, right. To right. bring this in. Right. And obviously sexual assault happens to men as well. And that's important to talk about. I just wonder, I felt like maybe it wasn't necessary to have that conversation within this other conversation. Saying that like how they, how they then went on to deal with the situation, I thought was quite good. Like her conversation, her realization of what had gone on and her realization that she, could still be a victim of it yeah. having also perpetrated yeah, right. it. it was like quite nicely handled i thought
1: yeah agreed I, I i completely agree with everything there um it's almost like right you know point wrong storyline to to bring it into yeah but then you know what you said at the end there as well is also interesting i think you know throughout the the me too period online stories came up where people who had reported sexual assault there were also then revelations that they'd perpetrated sexual assault. Yeah. And it was interesting to pass that out and to go like, you don't have to erase your solidarity, sympathy, and support for them uh, given what they experienced just because of what else they've experienced, which you should also extend solidarity to those victims as yeah. well. So.
0: most people experience harm and do harm. Right. And that's just like being human, yeah, isn't
1: it? right. I think yeah. the only thing that made it just... Too on the nose though is how quickly they resolved it.
0: Yeah, <laughs> it was like yeah, yeah. It was very much like we are making a point.
1: Do you know what I mean? Like he was there. Had we had any heard any reference to this guy Blake previously? No,
0: googled him. Not <laughs> yeah, not a person right. in Eastenders before.
1: Just appeared out of nowhere mm. and then suddenly disappears, drops the charges, and everything goes back to normal.
0: Yeah. Also wanted to mention that so the conversation that Mm. uh ruby then has with um i think the police officer like the the liaison specialist police officer um that that was awful Mm, right this whole bringing up the suicide of a previous Mm. um victim of assault and using that as pressure like that should never be done right and it's not like if you don't report your sexual assault to the police it's not your fault right if if someone else then gets assaulted like our entire system and culture and society of dealing with sexual assault is so extremely fucked and to like individualize that down to the choices of one person to report or not report i think is so irresponsible it's really bad
1: it's really bad and then to compound it as well because even describing it in the abstract or uh, about third parties um, I don't think it would have been appropriate. But then she doubled down by going, this is a story about me. Yeah. And it's like, my word, I don't know what training you've had, but...
0: No sh- professional should be doing that. Yeah,
1: surely Absolutely she's broken, not. like, several rules. And I think there was a little comment about, oh, I shouldn't be putting this kind of pressure on you, but... Mm.
0: I was surprised to see that in the script, knowing that um, they worked quite closely with, I think, Rape Crisis right. on the storyline, right. which is kind of why it's been so well done so far but I don't know whether Ray Price had an input into that or whether they just did that kind of that week where they were really focusing in on the story Yeah. anyway I don't the know but have had a, I, I did not enjoy that a conversation free reign.
1: yeah it was unpleasant it was unpleasant what do you uh, think of how they've done they've brought in kind of Jay into the storyline because he was a a plot point for the Blake and Ruby storyline in the whole like mixed messages vibe that he claimed Ruby was giving out
0: yeah Um <laughs>
1: Yeah, it's a funny one, isn't it? The mixed
0: messages thing was, yeah, a bit weird. But like, I think Jay's been a good insertion into the storyline. He
1: has, he has. I think the thing is, is that I think it's perfectly reasonable for him to say she's been giving out mixed messages... I don't think he's done anything problematic or wrong in that situation. But again, it all was just so on the nose. Like yeah. It all was like, right, we've got two episodes where we have to cover this particular point. And
0: yeah, it's a bit formulaic, isn't it? Yeah, completely, yeah. completely. But what about Shirley jumping to conclusions, though? Mm, about, like, right, that was ridiculous. Right,
1: right. It was ridiculous, but, and we were chatting about this before the podcast, I do like how they use characters to push a storyline forward and bring in what the opinions of the audience might be. So, obviously, they use Shirley to basically say that Ruby was having an affair with this guy because she just happened to be having, like, lunch with him. Yeah. And then Martin was also brought in to do the whole, like, oh, if an older woman came on to me, I'd be delighted about it. So, yeah, you know, I think Shirley's wasn't that useful, but (laughs) probably it's a thing that happened.
0: Yeah, I don't know. Is it? Like, you just see someone in the park just having a conversation?
1: yeah right and as if like she hasn't got any of her own agency to just have lunch with whoever she wants yeah i seemed
0: a bit unlike shirley as well like i don't shirley's not um like doesn't seem like someone with like really rigid rules on how you go about your relationships. yeah (laughs) shirley's
1: had a week of just lurking around other people yeah um meddling right exactly like which actually then we should chat about the uh gene cancer storyline yeah what do you make of that storyline
0: i actually thought you know having said before how annoying it was that she hadn't told anyone yeah um i thought it was so well this week actually made me suddenly realize like oh that that it must be really hard being a person with like a mental health diagnosis and kind of with that label among your family and your friends and community to then go through a physical health episode and have everyone treat you a specific way about it and just the way that everyone was intervening in it in a way that was like very well-meaning but just like the lack of control and autonomy she had in that situation was just a step further than what someone else without that label would have Um, so I thought that yeah I thought that was really well done
1: it was really well done it's reminded me and I'm not gonna disclose all of my family health issues but I've got a family member who went through exactly the same thing one Like health issue compounding another and yeah how you react to that as a family is quite interesting i think you know how stacy reacted to just take over the entire situation is a very normal thing that you you do because you're like okay this person's well i don't know if i trust their ability to to deal with this Mm Um, and you just kind of strip away their autonomy, and it's the wrong thing to do, but an entirely natural reaction. That's
0: totally what I would want to do. Yeah, right, I right. had so much sympathy with Stacy in that situation.
1: Really hard, really hard situation. And obviously, you know, it's good that Cat was there to try and point out that maybe this is not the right thing to do. And also, I like the fact, even though there is an argument that says that she shouldn't have done this, but that Cat told Stacy.
0: Yeah, because you just would do that,
1: right? I think look, there's obviously one argument that says Jean's health issues are her business. She's got a right to privacy, she's got a right to manage her own health. And that's what the principal side of me says. But you kind of go like this person's alone and vulnerable, they need the support of the people around them. So
0: Yeah. And her family need her.
1: Her family uh, need her, as yeah. Stacey pointed out.
0: But she's uh she's off now, isn't she? She's she going to be in a caravan somewhere. A
1: caravan which are we supposed to think it's on the square?
0: I don't know. I felt like I thought it was on the square, but I was like, I don't know if that's just bad, like... Editing. Yeah, or setting, like, they've just stuck a caravan, like, in the studio or something. And well, because
1: I feel like the soundscape that they used when they showed this scene of Jean in the caravan, then also just continued on when they moved back onto the square.
0: Oh, yeah. Maybe that... Yeah.
1: So that's why I was a bit like, okay, she's hearing the same thing that the people on the square. Where are listening is there a to. caravan
0: on the square though? Who's got a caravan? This is like when Masood went to just live in his ice cream van. Right. And I was like, where is he?
1: Right. Right, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> the square is not that big. And
0: also when people when people run away, why don't they run away properly? <laughs> yeah,
1: right. Right. Who you else are you thinking of?
0: Uh uh when people Okay, this is slightly different. But you know when people need to have like secret conversations and they go to the other calf just down the road? <laughs> it's <laughs> right. Like what? Well, right. like, I love it when someone leaves and it's like a massive deal, and they move to like Essex or something. Yeah, right. And just everyone's like, like we're never going to see them yeah, again. Yeah, that's it. again.
1: Well, it's the same, and we discussed this as well. Like when Christian and Saeed went to Birmingham, yeah. and there's not been sight or sound of them since, <laughs> yeah. when it's an hour, 20 minutes on the train. He's
0: not been down for a visit.
1: You've never, he's, he's, like, Masood's more willing to go daughter. to Australia <laughs> than he is to Birmingham by the looks of
0: it. Exactly.
1: Somebody's going to point out that he probably went to Birmingham once, but it's not been a prominent feature given how close, close it is. Just the M40 on the motorway.
0: So, yeah, talking about Masood and the wedding. Coming up. Oh, Make yeah. and Linda yeah. get involved.
1: What is that about? <laughs> I mean, I know they've got to do a little bit of background plotting all throughout the week. But that storyline, particularly when some guy just after you know, five minutes of Linda suggesting that they should wear traditional outfits, some man is just in their lounge. Yeah, like where
0: do you hire that person from?
1: This is a nonsense.
0: Just get on Gumtree and be like, Yeah. Come and fit me.
1: Yeah, right? It's it's a complete nonsense. I did like the reference to Southall though. Because Linda was correct that if you want some authentic outfits in <laughs> London, that is, then Southall is is the place to go.
0: Senders own team done the research, right? And or also, maybe they're not all white. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, right.
1: <laughs> to, to be honest, the the sari that they got for Linda was incredible. It's really nice, but the suit that they got for Mick was so well fitting.
0: <laughs> like,
1: they definitely could have done a much better job in finding something. Well, there.
0: if you could get someone around to actually fit your suit. Right. Yeah. Was I was very like, pleased with that job.
1: It, it was a nice material and, and nice buttons and stuff, but it looked like a bit of a sack on him.
0: Yeah, it did. It did. Yeah. But Danny Dyer, I don't know, he's got his look, hasn't he? He has and got he, his look. It's difficult when he strays from it.
1: Well, Linda made sure that his claret waistcoat was was uh, <laughs> traveling to Australia with him.
0: Oh my god! Um, what do you think is going to happen while they're away? Do you think we're going to see some drama in the vic?
1: Well, obviously, with with Stuart just coming into the pub pretty much immediately yeah. after uh, Linda and Mick had left and Callum letting him stay there. By the way, also really pleased that we call him Callum now, not halfway.
0: Yeah, because
1: <laughs> it just felt wrong.
0: I thought I'd never adjust to Callum.
1: <laughs> yeah, right. So <laughs> first
0: time I said it, I was like, who? <laughs> yeah,
1: I think I think it's a lot better. But yeah, there's obviously going to be drama. Um, I don't know who the drama is going to be with. Like, is Shirley going to be getting involved?
0: Mm, I don't know whether they're going to have to keep Shirley out of the way because I think what we might see is Stuart kind of like worming his way back in with Callum. Oh, yeah, and yeah. I d- can't see Shirley letting that happen. So maybe they're going to have to find a way to like distract Shirley. Yeah,
1: yeah. And yeah. have her not
0: be around. Maybe it'll just be like Whitney and um, Callum.
1: Well, Shirley obviously has got a little bit of a foot in the gene cancer storyline. Yeah. Although I wasn't expecting it to be Kat, who then came to the forefront of discovering the cancer. Although we don't know technically if it's cancer yet. Shirley, I don't know. They're, they're using Shirley in slightly odd ways in my mind. Like She's a little bit there, a little bit here.
0: She's not had her own storyline in a while, has she? No,
1: right? And even the bit parts she's having in storylines, they're just slightly fragmented. They don't... Then It's not cohesive in in any way, so... Yeah. Give Shirley some storylines, guys.
0: I know, yeah. She sort of feels like... For me, I don't know if you can have Shirley have a prominent storyline at the same time as, like, Phil and Sharon. I don't know why. It just feels like they're all so connected. Do
1: you think Shirley's next big storyline is going to be a reunion with Phil?
0: Oh, my God. After Shianu comes out...
1: Oh, God. I th- if you've done another prediction that turns out to be accurate, I'm going to have to get you to do my lottery numbers, so well, do you
0: know what would be better? Yeah. If Phil and Rainy get oh, back yeah. on the crack after <laughs> the Shiani.
1: But they're obviously going to do a Rainy and Stuart crack storyline.
0: Yeah, so maybe you maybe can't do two crack storylines a yeah, row.
1: exactly, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. The rule is not too many crack storylines and not too many characters of colour. That's the two... <laughs> The Golden rules of <laughs> The Tenders. The two, yeah, <laughs> right. One crack storyline out, one in, one yeah. brand person in, one player. Yeah. That's uh that's the rule. Actually, just on which note, Ikra and Habiba, their storyline continued mm. and completely disappointed that the storyline is the Asian woman running away from the arranged marriage that she's been uh, set up in. Do you know,
0: what? I kind of thought that might be the secret last year, last last year, last week. Yeah. And I just didn't even want to say it. Because I was like, I so didn't want that to be the case.
1: It's really disappointing. It goes back to what you were saying around Mitch and the absent father storyline. And that, that we need to have a chat about as well, because that's developed. But I don't think either of us are saying that these things don't happen. It's also, it's just saying that lots of other things happen to people of colour because they're also just people. Yeah, and more
0: than one of each one. (laughs) Yeah, right,
1: (laughs) right, exactly. So, I don't know, they could have done something so much more interesting.
0: Definitely. It's so irritating. And like... We've we have already seen like versions of that storyline right, right. as well, like with Zainab yeah. with uh, her evil husband yeah, and, yeah. and kind of like being this like downtrodden woman, right? And, like, exactly. And it's also, already been yeah. alluded to enough times with that family.
1: Well, Christian, as no, not Christian, sorry, Said e- escaped a wedding that he wasn't happy about. Yeah. So you know, it's literally just repeating itself and repeating itself in exactly the same family as well. Yeah. I mean, at the very least, they could have introduced an entirely new family. And fine, if you want to repeat storylines, and I get it, as a soap, you inevitably are going to end up repeating storylines. But in the same family, a storyline that is very cliched to to South Asians, do something different, for God's sake. Yeah,
0: exactly. It's i it's a general thing that is, has been really bothering me yeah. about EastEnders. Like um, same thing with kind of the Tiff and the gang storyline. It's like yeah. whenever you see like the gang together, yeah, right. there's like a lot of black kids yeah, in there, right. and that would be fine if there were black kids with like better roles. Yeah, right. <laughs> right. Actually, getting their characters developed. You know, even Keegan hasn't really had a shot at, like a kind of a, you know a really interesting storyline. Other than his friend getting stabbed, yeah, like,
1: exactly. It's an absolute. Yeah. It's it's. I think we've seen that East Enders can do better, and obviously, right now the big issue is a numbers thing. So they just need to get more characters of colour on the square. And um you know, again, look, I know we're straying into woke territory, but London. We've spoken about East East London, but London in general is fifty percent or coming up to fifty percent mm. non-white. I don't know why they're persisting with a overwhelmingly majority white cast. Yeah. Just, they just don't need to do that.
0: No, they don't at all. It wouldn't be hard to just get some more characters in there.
1: Right, completely.
0: But on Haviva and Ikra, yeah, we didn't see much of them this week, did we?
1: No, no. But Good they surprised. Well they they obviously tied them into Ruby storyline and the event storyline. I did find it quite amusing because it again didn't fit in entirely, but well, I also don't care because it was really funny seeing Kathy really drunk.
0: Yeah, like, actually, that was great. Yeah, I love like, that.
1: Wasn't amazing acting. It was a little incongruous with like the storyline, but also I'm totally there for a drunk Kathy. Yeah,
0: I loved it. I think and it, her like having a bit of a roundabout mystery. That, yeah, that was good right. as well. Good for her. Good for yeah. her. Don't
1: know if even if you're drunk, you'd freely speak about how your grandson murdered your. Granddaughter? Yeah, maybe not. Yeah, <laughs> but She's gonna uh, have to turn that down, and Bobby's gonna come back on the square, yeah, right? <laughs> just to reintegrate. Yeah, just just told everybody on the square that yeah, her grandson's a murderer. But yeah, uh, to be honest, the whole like them ikra and Habiba taking over the cafe with no formal agreement, with no discussion with Kathy, with Ian, no discussion with Max, who's supposedly taking over the cafe, no knowledge that uh, Rainey has of what's going on given that she's still yeah. on the square it's
0: <laughs> you'd think Kathy would be a little bit more responsible after like so many years yeah, of right. managing these businesses right. Like. <laughs>
1: right exactly but what I will say and I wrote this down in my notes they are growing on me Ikra and Abida. yeah
0: me too yeah. 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 always happens so
1: and look I think sometimes and I don't want to get into our disagreement about how good Danny Dyer is as an actor but sometimes it is that just kind of their performance gets better. It's not just the storyline. Yeah, it's their like yeah kind of interaction with the characters, which I guess only builds with like familiarity with them in in real life as well. Yeah, kind of need to build up a rapport, right? I
0: I, def- I do feel better about them <laughs> this week. But you know what? El- who else we didn't see much or any of yeah. this week? Mel.
1: There was one reference to Mel, which which I made a note of where Ruby had sacked everybody from the event that she was doing and then going around trying to get staff. And she went and asked Mel. Mel said something quite interesting. She's like, you know me, I'd help uh, Ian if I could. We're old friends.
0: Oh, yeah. And I
1: was like, old friends, eh? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Lining it up.
1: Yeah, we know know what's going on there. (laughs) Mel and Ian.
0: So I guess Ian's still in New Zealand then. Ian
1: is still in New Zealand. Um, Me and as we're going to call it, <laughs> has not been initiated.
0: Mean has not ignited yet. <laughs>
1: Yeah, exactly. Because I don't think... The problem is because Ian's name begins with a vowel, it's quite difficult to make a portmanteau with his name first.
0: Yeah. It would have to be like... Eel. Yeah. Eel. Eel? Il. Eel. Il.
1: Eel's quite good. Eel is actually good. All right. <laughs> okay. For our hundreds of listeners, we're going to do a poll. Should we call it mean? Or eel. Let us know. Yeah, exactly. By leaving
0: us a five-star review on <laughs> iTunes with your answer below. Yeah,
1: yeah, and sending cash. <laughs> the cash is optional. Um, but just getting back to that kind of you know chatting about the characters of a color and on the square. Um, obviously, Mitch' his storyline came up quite a lot this week.
0: Mm, quite interesting. This yeah, week. yeah. I still like. I am still curious as to why he has been so hands off with Bailey. And I, I kind of wonder if they're going to explain it or they're just going to leave it as, like, he's just a bit shit being a dad.
1: Despite everything we said earlier about the cliches and stuff, I am, it is fleshing out a little bit for me in that he's obviously just terrified of sickness. And I've seen that in real life as well, just people be completely yeah. unable to cope, like, when somebody in their family gets ill. And they have to take on a certain amount of responsibility. Yeah. And um, particularly
0: if social services are involved. Right. And like And particularly if you're a person of colour may not have had a good experience right. of social services. Right. And to have all of that intervention. It's Completely. Like, yeah. So maybe, maybe they're telling us a story there.
1: I think so. I hope, I hope so. so. Because even that interaction with the social services guy revealed a bit more in that obviously Mitch had been avoiding... Doing the care plan, passing on the care plan, sorting out the accommodation and stuff. And it's that avoidance that I think they want us to focus on more than, than anything else. And, it's um, pretty
0: bad though, isn't it?
1: It was pretty bad, but I, I, I can totally see how it, how it happens. Yeah. Do you think Karen reacted in the right way? Yeah. Yeah?
0: Yeah, that was outrageous. Yeah. Classic man- like, hasn't sorted his shit out, just <laughs> yeah, yeah, steps in, yeah. wants a woman to like pick it all yeah, up for yeah. him because she's a natural mum. Yeah, that yeah, <laughs> that
1: was so not on. Um, I actually, yeah,
0: I did. I liked Karen's reaction yeah, to that completely. situation. Do you think she's going to do it? She's going to do it, isn't she? She's
1: yeah. obviously going to relent. Yeah. She's obviously going to relent. Oh,
0: that'd be nice for Keegan. Maybe that'll be Keegan's yeah. big storyline. Yeah, well, what be a mentor be to the
1: big Bailey? Weather. Yeah. That would be sweet. That would be really sweet. Although, the way they've kind of portrayed Bailey, they'll probably make her the like bossy, I'm doing air quotes, person of the house, which, again, is, is problematic but in its But she's it so cute, though. She is very Maybe sweet. Maybe
0: she'll just carry on she being adorable.
1: Well, and also they're trying to kind of reintroduce, like, childhood to her life. So the storyline where she wanted to go on the school trip as well. And I yeah. really love that scene between Mitch and Patrick. Oh, yeah. I just love old people, Una. Yeah. <laughs> Particularly when old people share wisdom and listen, and, oh,
0: there's a lot of great uh, old people wisdom. In
1: yeah, this yeah. And we so we see so little of Patrick, particularly in any meaningful storyline. That I did like his kind of stories this week with the his his barber shop closing again. Oh, yeah. You could call it cliched, but I actually really like that. I enjoyed it. Yeah. I really, I really <laughs> enjoyed that. And Mitch opening a little barber shop in uh, in the lounge. And again, as well, because that's a kind of aspect of like Afro Caribbean culture as well that. A lot of people won't really understand it. I'm not even yeah. going to pretend. It's not my culture, so I'm not going to pretend to understand it. But it is something that's quite important. You know. Oh, there's
0: a little nod to like, the impact of gent- gentrification and right. the shops closing down. And that, that was a nice little storyline. Although, we'll say, Mitch and Denise, oh. annoying side <laughs> storyline. Yeah. Like, I mean, he's just sort of, it's just mild sexual harassment.
1: Yeah, maybe. right, right. And
0: it's they're kind of passing it off as a joke yeah. or like a precursor to a relationship or something or just flirting and it's irritating me.
1: Well, to be fair, he hasn't said he's going to give her a rubdown.
0: No. So... Yeah. But that's okay because of <laughs> the context that i explained. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-oh. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah oops yeah it's not plausible but obviously it's the route that they're going down the good thing is though i think they're good actors yeah they're All both the great actors involved. yeah yeah so it's almost like yeah the storyline isn't plausible or isn't ideal is, is, is a better way of putting it but at the same time if it happens i think they'll do it well
0: this is how we tend to get away with this stuff because they start it off mm, with something that's right? like a little bit stereotypical like yeah. maybe just not giving the range of storylines to minority characters yeah. but because they're so good at fleshing out characters and making it kind of a 3d like situation yeah, right. with a the story then it kind of it works it out makes it all right. in the end i mean in some
1: respects as well like even the shianu storyline if you first heard it you'd be a bit like mm, i am not sure about this <laughs> but now that it's happened i'm totally there for it
0: Yeah, I mean, the moment I realized it was going to happen, I was like, yes, (laughs) I am here for this.
1: Absolutely brilliant. (laughs) Um, Obviously, there was a reference as well, just near the end of the week to Keanu being safe.
0: Keanu's all right. Do you think he is definitely all right?
1: Well, I mean, given the fact that this podcast is coming in after two episodes have already aired, which I haven't watched. I've been good. So I don't do any uh, fake predictions on the show. I'm still not sure that he is actually safe.
0: No, I feel like they're not going to bring him back just yet because Karen is in the midst of another dilemma. Right. So, yeah, yeah, let's see what happens. It feels like it wouldn't make sense to have Keanu come back and her having to make this decision about Bailey. Right. All in the same week.
1: I mean, what was great though is to see nobody barging into the Mitchells' back door this week once so that was good did
0: we go to the mitchell's house this week though? i don't it might th- have th- happened we just might not have seen that's
1: it that's also true yeah that's also true because the only interaction we know about through um karen and sharon is yeah. on the phone actually talking of phone interactions i was delighted to hear carol jackson back on the square this Oh way. yeah
0: good old carol i
1: thought that was nice a nice little touch there
0: yeah <laughs> sonia right yeah. <laughs> this week yeah. seems a little bit oblivious to everything <laughs> yeah, just like right. Stuart and Rainey acting completely bu- bizarrely and like shifty as fuck around her constantly and her just sort of being like oh yeah, everything's fine
1: completely and in and the scene of them in the vic as well where Stuart shouldn't be there it's difficult for him to be there it's difficult for callum and the rest of the cars for him to be there and her and Rainey just sit there Like, while that just kind of resolves itself around them. Yeah,
0: really weird. Like, Sonia, why are you aiding all of this?
1: Aiding? And and just even more realistically, why are you not stressed by it?
0: Yeah, like, Stuart was practically rubbing his hands together with glee about the money in the Vic. And Sonia's just like... Never. I'm sure
1: we've seen, like, detective Sonia in the past, so I don't believe that.
0: She's highly suspicious as character traits. She's, like, very <laughs> yeah, defensive right. of her family and extremely judgmental of other people. <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> I don't know how this has this happened?
1: You, I'm sensing you're not a fan of Sonia.
0: I love Sonia. Okay. okay. Um, but you can't say those things about her, aren't true?
1: That's true. That's true. I'd love it if they brought a trumpet back.
0: Oh, my God. Yeah.
1: Sonia's trumpet. I'm sure I think there's a brilliant gif of Sonya and a trumpet. Aww. I need to I think we'll tweet out when we uh, we share this podcast this week. Hopefully before the end of the week. <laughs>
0: Fingers crossed. As an
1: apology, we will send out the Sonya trumpet gif.
0: I can't wait to see it.
1: Yeah, right. Right. I'm very excited. I don't know, have we uh, discussed everything from uh, from this week in uh, in EastEnders. I say this week, we mean last week. Yeah. Do you know one thing that I was uh, was a bit like, maybe this can happen. The guy that Ruby was sexually harassed by in, in at the party. Yeah. And then his reaction was, uh, Snowflake Millennials putting hashtags on everything. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I can definitely see that being like a gamony old man reaction, but... Really, just bizarre out of context,
0: but it's like you say, so on the nose, (laughs) like just so on the nose, (laughs)
1: right? But you know, some people are on the nose, so maybe it's all right, fine, yeah. But anyway, that was my little like, what have we got left?
0: Okay, so just one little, little detail that we haven't covered, yeah. I completely forgot, yeah, that Tommy, oh, yeah, is not Alfie's kid. So,
1: whose kid is he?
0: Michael Moon. Michael Moon. Remember Michael?
1: Creepy Michael. Creepy
0: evil Michael. Yeah, right? Who had a baby with Janine as well.
1: But didn't they lose the baby or something?
0: I can't remember.
1: Oh, I I would love it if Janine comes back. He
0: died in the end. Did Janine kill him?
1: I think Janine killed him or somebody killed him. Oh, God, definitely want to rewatch watch those episodes. I remember them being absolutely brilliant. They
0: were brilliant, yeah. Really good. He was a really good evil character.
1: He was, he was, yeah. And Janine is just, I mean, I love Janine so much.
0: Yeah, classic.
1: They definitely need to bring her back, obviously, only if she wants to come back. I'm trying to think what her connections to the square will be now. Mm,
0: uh, mm, the Slaters. Tiffany, she's still got a connection there. Oh,
1: yeah, she's a butcher, Tiffany butcher. yeah. And they'll probably just integrate her into that household. Probably. Yeah, I'm sure her. she had some beef with Stacy for some reason.
0: Did her and Sean have anything going on ever?
1: Oh, well, maybe that's who Sean will come back with.
0: <laughs> oh my God, I imagine.
1: Come back with dead Roxy and <laughs> fugitive uh, Janine.
0: Well, did anyone check Roxy's pulse at the time? I don't know. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I think we've, uh, we've covered uh, all of last week slash this week's episodes of EastEnders.
0: I think we have. It wasn't the most eventful week.
1: It wasn't. It wasn't. Not as
0: high drama as we've been.
1: What are your, uh, what are your thoughts on this week?
0: <laughs> <laughs> this week that's happening right <laughs> yeah,
1: now. Right.
0: I don't know. I feel like I think I've got most of my predictions wrong so far about which storylines they're going to expand on. Like last week, I think I said Ikra and Habiba. yeah. Barely yeah. seen them. Yeah. I think I also said... Melanie and...
1: I think Icarus and Habiba, you're right. That storyline definitely Yeah, a little
0: bit. Right. But I think I was expecting more Yeah. Of yeah. them. Um, so, I don't know. I'm carrying with my trend of just guessing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I, Stuart and Rainy drama. No, I do think Stuart and Rainy drama is going to happen because I think it needs to happen while Mick and Linda are, are away.
1: away. Do we know how long those characters are going to be away for?
0: Hmm... No,
1: no, no. no, no. Mentioned anything? Yeah, that'll be an interesting one. I think the Shianu storyline is definitely going to come back because that yes, was really quiet, isn't it? Hunter yes. and Mel obviously has to come back as well.
0: Yeah.
1: So, yeah, no, we'll see. We'll see what happens with those storylines. There's a lot of. It's quite impressive how soaps juggle all of these storylines that overlap with each other as Do you think well. Do they've got
0: diagrams in the writers' room? Oh wow! They must have.
1: Wow. Yeah, right, and also because they've got a. They've got to stay true to EastEnders canon. Yeah. So do you think they've got like an archivist or a historian who reminds them who's related to who? Oh my
0: God, imagine if that was your job. Oh my God. That's the best job I've ever heard of.
1: (sighs) I said it first, Una. (laughs) Right? If they're hiring, I get first dibs.
0: Well, no, you would. You have that knowledge. I don't...
1: Well, having chatted to my mate Emma over the weekend, I'm not entirely sure I do, to be honest. He was pulling storylines out of everywhere. It was really impressive. Wow,
0: Gotta get him on.
1: Yeah. Well, I think we've uh we've wrapped up another episode.
0: Who's your East Ender of the Week? Oh
1: we yeah, East End of the Week. Oh god, that's such a good question. Um as in do I have to light them? No. No. Okay. Um I'm gonna go for a joint. Okay. Is that allowed? Am yes. I breaking the rules already?
0: No, well, I mean I'm, there's no rules.
1: I'm doing it. I'm doing rainy and Stuart.
0: Nice. Yeah. Okay, so you've enjoyed that the interaction, the crossing <sighs> over there. It's so dark. It really is. Yeah. yeah.
1: Like Juicy and dark. That's a
0: lot of places it could go. <laughs> yeah, right. It could get really bad. <laughs> yeah, that's brilliant. <laughs> what about you? Um, I'm going to say Mitch, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I've just enjoyed seeing a bit more of him. He's a great actor. He's a good actor. He's really, really good. And mm. it's nice to see his different interactions with different people on the square. I'm enjoying that they're keeping the Mick and Mitch friendship alive. Yeah.
1: So and it's yeah. it's yeah, it's a shame as well that Mick left just having found out what was going on with Mitch. Yeah. Cuz it would have been nice to see a, like a male friend support Mitch through that situation. Particularly I, I, you know, I thought the reference that Linda made about male friendship, which I don't think is entirely true, but I think there is an essence of truth about what men will and won't discuss with each other. Yeah. So it was a shame that they kind of seeded that. And then didn't allow that to to develop. But you know, maybe once once uh, Mick comes back,
0: yeah, we might see a little yeah. bit more of it.
1: Shall we call them M and M?
0: M and M, yeah, that's good.
1: Mick and Mitch.
0: I like I had just now when I was trying to yeah. explain that story, line, I had a blank and couldn't remember Mick's character name.
1: Well, because it's so much like Mitch, You're like surely he can't be Mitch <laughs> I as don't well. Because I just had Danny Dyer in my head. Yeah, right, like, it's right. Great
0: that Mitch and Danny Dyer are mates. <laughs> yeah, right.
1: I'd love it if the <laughs> characters are mates as well.
0: Yeah, hopefully yeah. they
1: are. We should do an episode one week where we think, you know, it's actually, I've just realized this is a crap idea, but I'm going to finish my <laughs> sentence <laughs> anyway. out there anyway,
0: go on. Um,
1: like who we think are mates in real life.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Let's do a whole episode <laughs> I mean, on that. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Such a bad idea.
0: What I would like to do uh, <laughs> yeah. maybe a segment of an episode on yeah. wh- which characters are actually posh.
1: Oh, yeah. Well, because there were the Pam St. Clement, Pat Butcher yeah, that, divide yeah. was fascinating. <laughs> Pam St. Clement is proper posh.
0: Mm, yeah, so posh.
1: He's well posh. Maybe, do you think Danny Dyer secretly posh?
0: Mm. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we would have realized by now, right? It'd be a big secret. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. He's been playing a role in his actual life <laughs> as well as on set as well. Well, there we go then. That's some weird segment ideas to leave you with, listeners.
0: Yeah, Let us know. Yeah. What you think?
1: Hopefully we'll be on time next time.
0: We will be on time. We'll be on time?
1: Possibly. Okay, I might be maybe, away next weekend. Possibly you know? maybe. <laughs> possibly maybe. <laughs> if
0: more of you subscribe, we'll have more of an incentive <laughs> yeah, to be right. on time. Right, so right. tell your mates, tell your friends, exactly. tell your family.
1: Right, yeah, exactly. Subscribe on all the usual places. Yeah, iTunes, everywhere. Spotify, all the places. We haven't done a social media page like we promised. We haven't tweeted at all. All these things are going to happen.
0: Yeah, they will happen. They will happen. If you give us money.
1: <laughs> Send us money. <laughs> All right, I think we now should just go.
0: Yeah, <laughs> we me be reduced to just begging for money to I don't know how many people. This yeah. is
1: not great. This is not great. <laughs> Send not a tenner each in. All right, we're going. I'm going. All right, bye.
0: Bye.